The Pittsburgh Steelers are back at it in practice after their preseason win, but they've got a lot of different work to do with new guys coming back off of injury and, of course, their new linebacker, Joe Schobert. Joining me on the show will be Arthur Most to talk about this today. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the Steelers' linebacker room, so stay tuned for this Locked On Steelers podcast. But if you have fantasy football questions and you need them answered before your draft, don't miss our Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. You can subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer all of your questions live, or you can submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network on Twitter. I'm Chris Carter. This is the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Monday, August 16th. We are here. It's a day off for the Steelers at Heinz Field, but they've been working over the weekend after the preseason game. Joining me today is Arthur Motes. Y'all know him, former Steeler, all, all time. Gonna, you know, this is there's nobody else that you want to talk about the Steelers with when Arthur Motes. This guy played on the defense. He knows the defense. I'm evaluating things with him on SNR like every day with his West with him and West West Euler. So Arthur, as always, thank you for joining us on the show. How you been, my man? Man, I'm always living good. You know, I can't complain. Anytime me and you get to get on the mic, talking ball, always a blast, man. So, you know, I can't wait. Yes, sir. This is always awesome to have you on the show here and to do shows with you in general. But, of course, the big news in, in Pittsburgh over the weekend was the trading to get Joe Schobert on the night of the mm-hmm. preseason game. I broke down just the initial story of the trade uh, when it came to what, you know, what happened there on the Friday episode. But some things I haven't been able to say on the air because we were off the air on Saturday and Sunday – First to first and foremost, the Steelers gave up a six-round pick to get him. Nothing for a guy who was a Pro Bowler not too long ago and has been a top tackler for the, for the Jaguars the last year and, and the Browns the year before. Has seven interceptions over the last two years, 13 pass breakups. The guy's been the top producer to get him. You're like, okay, well, maybe they just ate up all of his contract. Then, no, Arthur, we find out the Steelers aren't even paying the majority of the contract. That's still the Jaguars. And he's only going to count about $1.3 million against the cap for the Steelers. That's insane numbers. The Jaguars basically gave the guy away and are still eating up a good bit of his money. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. I mean, I was absolutely astounded by that when I found out the numbers because we were all under the assumption that if it was just going to be a late round draft pick, that the Steelers would have to take the burden of that contract. But when you see that the Jaguars are still on the hook for a large amount of that and the fact that the Steelers have an easy out with Joe's contract next offseason where they can release him and not have any dead money or owe anything else to him. To me, I mean, this was one of those Kevin Colbert, you just pat him on the back and say, this is why you're the GOAT. This is why we love what you do (laughs) because we can't make it make sense. And if you're talking about Jacksonville, just seeing how they've operated this offseason, but also seeing some of the guys that they've shopped around. C.J. Henderson being a guy from a, a year ago, a first-round draft pick, but yet he's available. To me, it just says that Urban Meyer wants to do it with his guys his way, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But at the same time, it's kind of like when you see that million dollar house is up foreclosure. Right. Hey, now we all putting bids in. So the fact that we're able to get Joe on a deal like that, man, great job, Kevin Colbert. Yeah, I got to say, Kevin Colbert, another great swipe of his. But that's, that's another thing. When you're rebuilding, I get that sometimes you don't want – you want to make sure it's your guys, the guys that you brought to the team. But at the same time, if you're, I'm not giving up somebody just because he's not my guy. If someone's going to come get him, I'll get real value from But a six-round pick, I just – I'm sorry. I still don't see – the the method to that madness who knows maybe urban meyer will prove me well, wrong in the nfl hey, hey chris i'm just hoping that kevin is going to circle around and say hey uh we got a fourth well, rounder for cj <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have a fourth <laughs> rounder they don't have a fourth fifth or sixth <laughs> rounder next year right, right. Like, and, and so but here's but here's the crazy part they should have a third around. then <laughs> you just you want a third you want a third next year we can work right. something out there hmm? like that that's the crazy part about about this situation is that you know what if cj henderson is still on the block i mean guys who are covering jaguars training camp are like this guy's mm-hmm. their best cornerback right now i don't know yes. why they would want to give him up you know i imagine it would take a a, a steeper price for a guy on a rookie contract a top 10 pick like cj Henderson than or henderson compared to a joe schober but who knows man i'm yeah. I, i'm still stupefied by how all this stuff has worked well, for joe chris because i was gonna say i mean just sticking with the contract talk if it was that case, right, in terms of, okay, him being on a rookie deal, well, then the Stills would have had to eat a lot more of that contract. Right. But when you see that Jacksonville is still going to take on that large amount, I'm just sitting here like, I don't doing? get it. What I don't doing? understand this at all. <laughs> there, there had to be something like, you know, breaking philosophy and uh, right. you know, some, some some disagreement that we haven't been privy yeah. to. There, there's something missing there because I, I, I don't care mm-hmm. if you're trying to unload a guy. And again, Joe Schobert isn't, you know, we, we don't have any record of this man being crazy. We don't have any right. record of this man playing playing horribly. Like, it'd be different right. if Joe Schobert was just a completely useless player last year. Mm-hmm. But he still had, he had several interceptions, several yeah. pass breakups. And sure, the Jaguars stunk, but they were going to stink no matter who yeah. was playing, you know, Mike Linebacker for them, for them mm-hmm. last year. So, again, seems like a crazy situation. But now you get a veteran in Pittsburgh, a 27-year-old, you know, several several year vet who's playing next yeah. to Devin Bush. In the next segment, I want to talk to you, Arthur, because we got to talk to Joe Schobert at Heinz Field after his first practice. And we saw him running with the first team in seven shots and an 11 on 11s. He's running right next to Devin Bush. And we found out that he's going to be wearing the green dot column plays. We're going to get to that in just a minute with with arthur motes uh because that's a very interesting storyline but we got to talk to our talk about our friends about betonline.ag with football season approaching you'll want to get on all the gambling action on betonline.ag the best online sports book get all the odds on records stats awards and season winners on on the nfl season right at betonline.ag pittsburgh fans the over under for wins is set at eight and a half which means as long as mike tomlin steelers avoid their first losing season in his time coaching you can win money easily at betonline.ag and you can also bet on still all of the major league baseball action on the going on this summer before the next pitch or before the next snap go to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information and make sure when you sign up you receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Arthur Motes, the body 52 on Twitter. Uh, so I got to say it one time, and you say it all the time. When I, I like it. I like it. It's the body. It's, it's, you, and West, you and West got that down, man. That, that, stuff, that stuff is uh, hilarious. Um, but, Arthur, I wanted to get your thoughts. You know, you're a defender. You, you've played you're, you you've played in the NFL for several years. You've played for the yeah. Steelers for several years. Being mm-hmm. the guy who, you know, on the edge, seeing the guy who had the green dot, who, who takes mm-hmm. the signals, relays it, the information, and does all that. And according to what Joe Schober and Terrell Edmonds confirmed today, or yesterday, excuse me, Sunday, um, after practice, Joe Schobert's going to be wearing the green dot. Excuse me, he just got to Pittsburgh. I thought that was Devin Bush's role. Is there a bit of an alarm that should be going off here? Like, wait, why isn't Devin still the man being the 10th overall pick at linebacker? Hey, in the NFL, life comes at you fast. Mm. It is that simple, man. Um, Joe is a proven player. Joe, at this stage, right, as we're sitting here on Monday, August 16th, right, 2021, Joe is a better player than Devin Bush. Not a better athlete than Devin Bush, but a better player. Devin, in terms of athletic ability, yes, Devin is nine times, I mean, 10 times out of 10, he's going to be able to do better things in terms of speed, agility, things like that. But when we're talking about productivity, Devin hasn't had a season like Joe has had on numerous occasions. I mean, Joe, he can do it in coverage. He can do it in run support. I mean, Coach Tomlin talked about his ability to get after the quarterback and just how versatile of a player he is. When you have a guy like that coming here already established, and we saw with Devin, not even necessarily that one game, but as a whole, he just hasn't had a lot of experience. He hasn't had a lot of productivity just yet. We think he can grow into it, but he hasn't shown that just yet. So in the NFL, fans feel like man product fans like to you know err on the side of potential but coaches gms we like to err on the side of proven productivity and that's what joe is so when i hear that joe is getting the green dot on day one i say to myself yeah because we don't have a lot of question marks surrounding joe (laughs) we know exactly who joe is joe is a pro bowler who could have been who should have been a pro bowler multiple times now and has proven that not only is he a good player regardless of scheme? He's proven that he's a good player regardless of location as well, right? He's played in the AFC North. We've seen him in the AFC South now. We've seen him under multiple different coordinates. I think he said it's his seventh defense that he's going to be yeah, in now. Seven. So yeah. when you play in that many defenses, yet your productivity still is the same, it lets me know it's not the scheme. You're just a good player. So when I hear that he's getting that opportunity, I am 100% behind it. And I like it because it's going to push Devin. It's going to make Devin have to respond. Devin hasn't had to face any NFL adversity like this just yet, where you're walking into a room and you're not right. the alpha in there anymore. That's going to be new to him. How does he respond to that? Ultimately, I think it's going to bring out the best in him, but time will tell. No, I, that's where I see this too. This is also a note to Devin Bush. Is like, hey, man, like, you know, it's not just Vince Williams anymore. It's not just Robert Spillane and all these other guys in here. You have to compete with a dude who's been, like you said, been a pro bowler, mm-hmm. has several interceptions. And Joe Schobert's a guy who's grown over his career. I mean, he's mm-hmm. given the Steelers fits, you know, at, at times. Like, you know, he's two years. Was it two years ago? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, we, two, that was that was the forgotten part of that Thursday night game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. he had that he had he had an interception on Mason that closed out the game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, right before that the Miles Garrett incident. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. This guy has been a problem for the Steelers in the past. Now mm-hmm. he becomes an asset, and yeah. this is going to be very interesting because also now you have a you had a defense that majority of it young. 
you know, Minka mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush, TJ Watt, you know, he's on the end of his Alex Highsmith. Yeah, Alex Highsmith is, is, yes. is starting. And you had some veterans like Cam Hayward, you know, Stephon Tua is mm-hmm. still, you know, on the, he's a vet, but, you know, he still hasn't, he still only had like one supreme season. Right. Um, you know, you have Joe Hayden out there, but now you've added Melvin Ingram, even just as a depth piece to bring some veteran leadership yeah. to the locker room. And now you bring Joe Schobert, who's ran several defenses. He's been used to taking mm-hmm. the signals and relaying everything. Maybe, Arthur, and this is just me, maybe this could be a very good thing, like you said, not just to push Devin Bush, but to let him just play for a little bit. It's like, look, this guy's still mm-hmm. 23 years old. That's the age that a lot of dudes get to the NFL and, you know, or, or at least start starting in the NFL. Right. This will allow him, and also we heard from Joe Schober, he said he'll be the, like right now he's been told he's going to be the nickelbacker, the dimebacker, and he's going to be the Mac backer and mm-hmm. the Mac back on uh on three four defenses. The Mac position, I always assumed that would always be Devin, so long as he was a Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steeler until he got into like his late days in the yeah. league. So this tells me maybe they're they're that much more comfortable with Joe Schobert working in coverage, and maybe this will allow Devin to kind of say, "Hey, use that speed, fly tackle to tackle." blow up run plays and then cover running backs or bless the quarterback. But maybe that's what they're trying to do is use Joe Schobert's savvy and coverage behind him and let Devin be the aggressive one. Yeah. I mean, that's easily a way that they could be approaching that thing as well. And personally, I mean, when we talk about Devin, when he thrived in that defense was when he didn't have to be the green dad guy, when he was able to lean on somebody else, typically it was Vince Williams. Mm -hmm. When you have a resource like that, and I've been able, you know, throughout my career to be a guy with the green dot and be able to play alongside a guy who had the green dot. And trust me, when you're the guy next to the one with the green dot, it's way easier on you. You don't have to yeah. talk as much. You don't have to think as much. You can just play. play. That green dot, man, it comes with a ton of attention, a ton of responsibility. And at times it could be a little bit of a hassle. I mean, I remember Lawrence Timmons. He was like anti-green dot because he just didn't feel mm. like he, he could be the one he wanted to be. And that's ultimately how we forced Ryan Shazier as a rookie to have to step into that role. So when we're talking about Joe doing this thing, man, I'm like, I 100% support it. And I do think it will benefit Devin in the ways that we just talked about, right? In terms of taking that off of his plate. But if you're Devin, you were drafted 10th overall. Yes. You weren't drafted 10th overall to be Robin. Nope. So do not get comfortable with that because right. that's not what you were brought here for. Honestly, if you're Devin, take it as disrespect. Take it as mm-hmm. I want to prove every single play that I'm better than him, that I, I'm a more productive linebacker, because that's how you have to look at this thing, man. They, they, they don't bring in a guy like Joe for any old reason. Like no. that, that's a message to everybody in that room that you're not, that the play wasn't good enough. Right. And that's the thing here, yeah. right here is that, and we, t- it's crazy because we were talking about a lot leading into the draft that mm-hmm. inside linebacker or off ball linebackers, that mm-hmm. was, should have been a priority for the Steelers. They waited to the fourth round. They got Buddy Johnson who, you know, thumbs yeah. up, like, you know, good guy in the right. middle rounds, but obviously not someone you're expecting to start this year and maybe even next right. year. And now you get a Joe Schobert. That guy is going to start this year, next mm-hmm. year, if he's still, if he's still around it in the year after that, yes. probably even yes. because he's going to be in his prime and that, that's going to be a bridge yeah. to be able to either, either, Devin Bush prove that mm-hmm. you were you were worth the tenth overall pick, or Buddy Johnson yeah. step up in a couple years so that you can be the number two next mm-hmm. to Devin whenever Joe Schober's time is done with the Steelers. But yeah. to me, this is potent. This has the potential to 
make to solidify the middle of this defense against the pass, which has been maybe its biggest weakness in over the past couple years and looked like it could have been a major weakness this year yeah. with the way that we've seen Spillane play in coverage when you ask him to play yeah. the majority of the snaps. Um, and with, you mm-hmm. know, Ulysses Gilbert hasn't really, you know, you know matured into a, a player that could take away mm-hmm. to be an eraser at that spot. Maybe if Bush yeah. finds his feet, gets back to what he was doing before he got hurt last year and Schobert can play at the level that he has the last couple seasons. Maybe we are talking yeah. about this defense, that weak mm-hmm. spot that we're talking about is, is eliminated. Yeah, definitely, man. That's certainly what I'm hoping, man, because those two guys, man, Joe and Devin, if they're playing to their full capabilities, it just relieves so much pressure on this defense. Yeah. When you talk about this defense, if they aren't, able to like to really stop the run like how we know they can do mm-hmm. it's gonna look like how it did in week six or excuse me in that wild card game where yep. we saw just how a team like cleveland was able to just have their way because they could get that run going and really just stay on schedule those guys are gonna have to be big time players and i feel like they're more than capable of that I, I do too. I think that yeah. this could be a really special combination. And like you said, when yeah. your X factor players can just worry about being X factor players. And when I say X factor, I mean, TJ mm-hmm. Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, potentially even Stephon yeah. to it. Those guys mm-hmm. can play their roles without worrying. Hey, we have to make up for this guy over right. here because mm-hmm. he's, because he's not as shaky. So we got to compensate for that when these, when they can trust, Hey, you guys can just go play. That's the, those are the best defenses when you, when you have trust across the board. So maybe Joe Schobert, brings that kind of trust to the linebacker position right next to Devin Bush. And who knows, maybe that was maybe the addition of him and Ingram are two guys that solidify this defense. Mm-hmm. So they're solid moving forward. But like you said, there might be another move here. CJ Henderson's a one cornerback that we're hearing talked about, but you know, yeah. it's crazy this time last week, Arthur, no one was talking about Joe Schobert, maybe being on the trade block and coming to the right. Steelers. This is why I've been saying this whole time. People are saying, Oh, sign this guy. Oh, do this. You never know who's really available. Mm-hmm. There could be someone out there like a Joe Schober who fits exactly what you need and mm-hmm. you can get the financial situation to work in your favor like Joe Schobert. So stay tuned, Steelers fans. There could be more moves coming from Kevin Colbert to fix the defense. But we got to switch topics to the offense. I want to talk about this offensive line with you, Arthur, while we still have you. But mm-hmm. we got we to gotta switch over and talk to our friends at Built Bar because, as you know, Built Bar is the healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar and it's the perfect protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It comes in so many different flavors, whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, or even my personal favorite, double chocolate. Built Bar has so many flavors to enjoy. And the best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. That's a health, That's a tasty and healthy snack. That'll save you from eating the snack you regret later and stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered to your door by going to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, all one word, no spaces. And you'll get 15% off your, your next order by entering the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Also, we are sponsored by rockauto.com, where you can save time and money by visiting rockauto.com instead of going to the car dealership or your chain store, where sometimes you'll spend either 30%, 50%, or 100% more on a car part you need. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $350. $3 if you buy it from the chain store, but only $216 at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business and serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, 
for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. But be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right. Now, after I've been done reading all those ads, Arthur, thank you for being patient right there. We're going to keep it rolling right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. You see me. I'm doing live reads, baby. We got we got ads coming everywhere. Uh, hey, I want- said you are a soldier. I love it, man. We I got snacks it. and car parts and betting odds all on this show right here. That's what we do. Let's uh, go. <laughs> but uh, but Arthur, let's talk about the offensive line, all right? Because in his last, we still haven't seen. It's crazy. We still have not seen, not even in a practice. And you and me, we've been behind the scenes seeing a couple practices that weren't even uh, that weren't even for the public available eye. to people, right? <laughs> right. But we still haven't seen the projected top five. And of course, the top five starters are Akor Four at left tackle, Dotson at left guard. Kendrick Green at center, mm-hmm. right guard being Trey Turner, and Zach Banner at right tackle. Because of injuries and other things, we have not seen these guys line up once in a straight line as five dudes, even in mini camp and OTAs, because you know Zach Banner was recovering from his ACL. We almost yeah. saw that on Sunday in practice because Chukumo Korfor was at left tackle. Kevin Dotson's been at left guard the entire time the past the past two days. Uh, Trey Turner was at right guard, and Zach Banner was at right tackle. Moving pretty well, by the way. Looks like Zach's got his feet back under him, which is really good to see. That guy deserves uh, deserves a full year chance uh, with this offense. But no Kendrick Green to be to be to be seen. It was J.C. Hassenauer at center. I, I wanted to get your thoughts, Arthur, on a few things. First of all, did Kevin Dotson prove to you in that preseason game? that he's the man and he deserves to be that starter. No no more questions asked. You know, Mike Tomlin can play those games, but we know what the real deal is. To me, Dotson, we know who he is. Yes. We know that he gives them their best chance to win. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think that Coach Tomlin is alluding from that fact, but I do agree with Coach Tomlin in terms of making a young player work for it. Mm-hmm. We as fans want to just give people spots, right? Kevin Dotson played well last year in a couple of games. Just give him the spot. It's his, it's his, it's his, above reproach, above competition. We try to do the exact same thing with Robert Spillane. And all I'm saying is competition is nothing wrong with that. Right. Making a guy have to work for it and earn it, it's nothing wrong with that. So regardless of if Kevin Dotson remains in the starting lineup for the rest of these 28 days of training camp, or if Coach Simon wants to continue to put, hey, Rashad Coward, you could have rep in here. You play a little bit in there. At the end of the day, we know what the result needs to be at the end, and that's Kevin Dotson starting at left guard. And if he is the player who we think he truly is, it won't be a debate. It won't be a discussion. And that's the thing that I love about Coach Tom in terms of how he's handling this. He's making Dotson just show, like, hey, if you're as great as you feel like you are, as, as much as the expectations are on you right now, this should be nothing. Right. Because you're going to have those moments when we need you going into mm-hmm. a playoff game where the expectation is, yeah, we need you to block this guy. We need you to block Calais Campbell. We need you to yeah. go out here and block Aaron we'll Donald. We need you to end zone. Yeah. We need this one yard we, we, right we here. Right? We need that. So if you can't handle this situation where I'm just kind of janking your chain here in training camp, what are we going to do when it really matters? So Kevin Dotson, from my perspective, I think he's been handling it really well, especially Mm -hmm. with his work demeanor. And what do I mean by the work demeanor? Not necessarily on Sundays because, or or excuse me, on game days, because game day, you're always juiced up. It's easy to get going on game day. But you watch him in practice. He doesn't practice like a two, even when he's with the twos. 
He practices like he's a one. And to me, that's the sign of a guy who's ready to be the guy going forward. When you show that it doesn't matter what group you're in, you're going to look the same every single time. We saw in that game Thursday night, or yeah, Thursday night, I mean, he was blowing guys off the ball. It didn't matter who they put in front of him. He didn't look like a two out there. He looked like a grown man playing against little kids. That's how it has to continue to look for Dotson. And if it continues to look like that, he won't have to worry about this ever again. Right. Ever again. But just make him have to show it consistently. Mm-hmm. That's all. That and that's what that's what Mike Tomlin's doing. You know, again, yeah. one thing I talked about to you on, on Steeler Nation Radio and you guys, the Steelers Blitz show during training camp, is that Kevin Dotson, he's never won a training camp battle. And I think that's right. a that's a rite of passage that you gotta pass, even if it's Absolutely. not on the team. Like Joe Schobert didn't win a battle, but he won yeah. it on like three other teams that he's been with, he's right. Been with, right? So you, you gotta you gotta arise from that, man. If you haven't made it out the out the mud, so to speak, from a position battle right. standpoint, like how you can't really like ref- you can't really relate to that, and that's no. the thing. It's like you got to go through something a little bit, man. You you appreciate it that much more, though. Yeah, you you do. Now, other guys in the offensive line. I want to get your quick thoughts on this because there's a there's a battle that that that, that some people say is brewing. Where we'll see if it really is over the next couple preseason games. But before we get to the left tackle position, I wanted to ask you, Kendrick Green struggled a bit against the yeah. Eagles. Granted, against a really good, you know, group of interior defensive mm-hmm. linemen and overall defensive linemen, we haven't seen him at practice in the first two days back. What's your opinions on him so far? Do you think he still will be the starting center on week one? Yeah, um, honestly, you know, that was a rough go at it for him against Philly. Um, I'm glad it happened, though. I'm glad we got a chance to see that. I'm glad he experienced that. Right. Because you get a false sense of confidence when you're in practice going against certain players, certain relationships, certain familiarities. Obviously, that first game against the Cowboys, we know even last year the Cowboys' defense wasn't great. And then when you talk about having, like, the backups in there on top of that, yeah. I mean, he looked really well. He excelled in that game. So, for me, man, I wanted to see him handle some adversity. I wanted to see him against some formidable, legitimate NFL players. And we got a chance to see that. And for him, yeah, it ended bad on that play, right? We know the play where – yeah, anytime yeah. you're old lineman and you end up behind your quarterback, it's hard to ever see anything positive about you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad he experienced that, though, because now he's going right. to get a chance to redeem himself. Everybody can – I mean, anybody can be good, can be great when things are going well, exactly. if I'm patting you on your back, but how do you respond when you have adversity? And this is another one of the reasons why we like guys that play in the preseason, why you want guys to be out here in training camp practicing because you don't want this you don't want to be figuring this out in the regular season right you don't want to be figuring out Mm -hmm. robert's playing coverage stuff in the regular season you don't want to be figuring out if a guy if james pierre can you know play man-to-man on the outside you want to know this stuff now and you want to see the bumps and bruises the growing pains so that way you can formulate a plan of success for these guys so for me i'm not backing away from kendra green i'll be excited to see when he returns how he looks and how he responds to that. But I still feel like, man, he's still going to be the guy come week one, as long as he responds well. I I, I think that's going to be the case, too. We got to see how he responds. We also got to see if he's healthy because he hasn't been right. practicing. So that's mm-hmm. another thing to, to consider there. But yeah. we will certainly see as the week rolls on. Last thing on the offensive line here, Motes. We got to talk about Dan Moore Jr. versus Chukumu Kofor. Because Dan Moore Jr., Chukumu Kofor also looked like he struggled a bit in, the, in, in that Eagles game. Dan Moore did not look like he struggled a little bit. Now, granted, first team, second team, big <laughs> difference. But Dan Moore Jr., that's two straight preseason games. He's come along, and he is showing that nastiness, that mm-hmm. that, that sense that Adrian Clemens is preaching 
all in the offseason, getting ready for this year. And we saw it even more in practice on Sunday. He got into like there was like three more scraps that happened, and there weren't even pads on. Like people got guys aren't even like hitting, hitting, and they're still like dusting it up in the middle of the field. And it's uh, I'm like, whoa, like there, there's something going on. And every time, I'm not sure if Dan Moore started every one of them, but every time he was right in the middle of it. And I'm like, man, there's something about this. Like you don't like that they're fighting, but there's something about this as a coach. You're like, I like that this guy has this tenacity. I guess got to get it pointed in the right direction. But there's got to be things that I think that they're liking about Dan Moore Jr. What do you see in is there a battle for the left tackle uh, position legitimately? And do you think there's a chance that he could actually take the spot from Chooks? Or what do you need to see from Chooks for him to hold on to it? Yeah, so from my perspective, I was always under the impression that it was a legitimate battle for left tackle. Because when we talk about returning starters... We didn't have a returning starter at left tackle. As much as people like to say, well, Chooks is a returning starter from last year. I started at outside linebacker, Chris. If you start me the following season and you say you're playing safety, am I a starting safety? No, I'm not a starting safety. I have zero starting experience at safety. So when you talk about Chooks going from right tackle and now you're saying he's a starter at left and returning starter, he didn't have any experience. So to me, I wanted to see him and Dan Moore really go at it. And now we're getting that. But the beauty is this. Adrian Clem talked about this the other day when he was speaking on Dan Moore. He said, man, Dan has significantly improved. He continues to get better. One of the things that Adrian Clem was known for when he was talked about when he first got here was his physical demeanor and how he likes those guys to be nasty up front. Mm-hmm. That first week of training camp, Dan Moore struggled, right? physicality was a little bit in question. In terms of his technique, how good he could be. We talked about how Alex Heisman was beating him like a drunk. Then Melvin Ingram was beating him like a drum. Yeah. Well, now it's changed. A little now different. Dan comes out there and he's putting hands on people in the fights. That's why they start. When, when, when a guy is blocking a little bit too good, he gives you that mm-hmm. extra at the end of it. You feel that it makes you mm-hmm. feel some type of way. That's mm-hmm. a positive for Dan. So to me, I love the fact that he's been able to elevate his play now to where it's a legitimate competition between him and Chooks. But I still feel like Chooks has the inside track just because he has NFL experience, not necessarily at left tackle, but just being in stadiums. And I think that because Chooks is, he's handled adversity as well. He's going to respond to this. Chooks has had bad performances, but he bounces back. And that's when you're talking about training camp, when you're talking about finding your best guys to go forward, this is what you want. It's not a knock on Dan or Chooks. Whoever emerges from this is ultimately going to be the better player and is ultimately going to make our team that much better. So for me, I like this a lot, but it's definitely a legitimate competition in my eyes. Yeah, I, I see it that way too, that there's going to be some battling going on. Chooks, if Chooks, he was at practice on Sunday. I think he has to have a stronger showing at left tackle uh, this uh, this upcoming Saturday when they take on the Lions in their only home preseason game of this year. Moats, it's always great to have you on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We look forward to doing it again very soon. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Oh, yes, indeed, man. Hey, well, first off, Chris, always a blast being on with you. Appreciate the hospitality, baby. Yes, sir. From the yes, heart, sir. from the heart. <laughs> but to find me, man, all my, a lot of my, well, excuse me, all of my media content is on YouTube. Just type in Arthur Motes. And yeah, you'll see it right there, verified channel with all the uh, media content. And I'm on all social media at Dubody52. All the accounts are verified, man, with yours true, baby. 
Absolutely. Check out Arthur Motes. The man is yeah. a genius when it comes to breaking down this oh, stuff. Like, man. you know, when I, when I break down stuff, I'm a nerd. Like, I, I'm just a guy that watches <laughs> film and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Arthur's a nerd who's done it. Like, he's a nerd and a jock. Like, he's done all the work. Hey, so, look, like, as, <laughs> as long as us nerds are sticking together, that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. Blurred's <laughs> all the way. Uh, right there. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Remember, you can watch us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey, anywhere podcasts are hosted, really. Rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple. You get a shout out at the end of the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. I'm only verified on one. I'm not on Arthur's level yet, uh, but uh, I'm working my way there, baby. But uh, we thanks again for watching the show or listening to the show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Back tomorrow with a Tony Tuesday, Tony Serino. I want to get his thoughts on these top 100 lists because they said Cam is at 57. I'm looking to see if other Steelers are going to be named. Lots of drama there. We'll be talking about that tomorrow.